Real leaders leave a legacy. They capture the hearts and minds of their teams. Their origin story puts the safety and well-being of their people first. Great companies ubiquitously have safe yet productive operations. For those companies, safety is an investment, not a cost for the C-suite. It's a real topic of daily focus. This is The Safety Guru with your host, Eric McCroskey, a globally recognized ops and safety guru, public speaker, and author. Are you ready to leave a safety legacy? Your legacy success story begins now. Hi, and welcome to The Safety Guru. Very excited to have with me Kelly Lynch Feltcamp. She's with Prevention and Injury Reduction Specialists. Kelly, welcome to the show. Really excited to have you with me. Thanks so much for having me, Eric. I'm excited to be here and talk to you guys. Excellent. So let's let's start out with a little bit about your passion for safety and your journey that got you in this in this space. Yeah, so my focus is really injury reduction, injury prevention. It's the soft tissue kind, right? Yeah. So I got involved in this world of injury reduction about 20 years ago. And it started off with someone once telling me, hey, why don't you stretch these people out? All these people. I had this opportunity to work with people in an in, in industrial setting. I was like, okay, well, I know fitness. I know the body. This should be no problem. And then someone came to me and said, you know, my knee isn't feeling great. And I first thought I had was like, well, how do I stretch a knee? And so it got me totally delving into what can I do for someone who's not feeling great in all of their body areas. And so what that led me down is the area of massage therapy. So where I realized I had to go from just stretching and movement to actually touching and working with people as well. Mm. So that's where I started my journey of this whole idea. It's like, and, and I realized, man, if there, or there is a way to help people feel better when they're not feeling great. And that just like made me so excited. And I started working with all sorts of people, anyone sitting at a desk, anyone working out in exercise, anyone doing industrial work. And then when I had that opportunity to work with the people in the industrial setting and at that time and now I started calling them the industrial athlete or the job site mm-hmm. athlete, I realized I am working with a group of people that will not get the help mm, unless either they're forced to or they're bleeding out of like seven different areas or for many different reasons, maybe they don't know that they have an opportunity to get the help or um, they're too afraid to talk about it. So I had this opportunity mm-hmm. and it, my passion just like blossomed and I realized I like working with everybody, but I love working with individuals that are working in manual labor or the industrial setting. That's kind of where it came from. That's awesome. And, and so tell me a little bit about the case for strains and sprains, because it's one of the most common injury types. Tell me a little bit about it and, and how you can make a difference uh, from a stretching standpoint, but other things as well, because I want to also go into the limitations of other approaches. Yeah. Sure. Well, and so I think one of the things we have to remember is we, we have almost in most many of these industries where there's a lot of movement is we've accepted just there's a certain percentage of, of strains and sprains that we're going to have, right? We're, we're, sure. we're saying, okay, well, and you know what? Each one on average costs about $34,000. That's on average. And I think the number is actually going up now because of our treatment of these injuries. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think we're moving more towards the surgery route on a lot of things. And that's going to take our costs up even more than they are now. So, so we're kind of at this juncture where we really, really have to look at the prevention side of things. And my argument has has always been if we can prepare the body for the movements that it has to do in its day Mm. or in week or career, we can lessen the opportunity for strains and sprains. Strains and sprains are coming from repetitive motion, overuse, overextension, things that when the body isn't ready for something that it it's that happens. So, 
so if we can uh, again step back and say how can we get each body better prepared for all of the things that it might have to do and Mm -hmm. it the simple example for this, I would say, is if you're doing something repetitive motion, so you're moving to your left many, many times throughout the day. Sure. And then out of the corner of your eye, you see, let's just say, a screwdriver dropping. You go to grab it to your right. Well, your mm. body has been set up by this movement you're doing all day long and maybe even days in a row to the left side. And now you go to that right side and gosh, it wasn't even a hard or excessive movement. It was just a regular movement, but to a place that your body wasn't ready for so my approach and my thought and with prevention and it, what we're looking to do is move the body in all the ways that it can move. Hmm. If we can, if we can, you know, our spine sure. is meant to flex. Our, our spine is meant to extend. Our, our arms are meant to reach up. Think about the person who has a little bit of pain in their shoulders. They kind of stop reaching into that position. They don't reach hmm. as high as they used to. And then all of a sudden, over the course of a couple of months, now you can't even do it. So I think the strains and sprains that we're experiencing, especially in the workplace, we are, we are not approaching this in the right way. We're not saying, hey, if there's something that you're noticing, um, and let's just call safety folks into this. If we, can, sure. if we could educate safety folks a little bit more on, on the body, the actual body, not the proper place to lift from, not the proper lifting technique. Those are important, yeah. 100%. But if we can educate the safety folks on how the body is supposed to move and meant to move, maybe we can jump in there with our stretch and flex programs and be a little bit more thoughtful. It shouldn't be just, hey, hold this static stretch, this non-moving stretch for 10 seconds and then move to the next one. It should actually be dynamic. We should mm-hmm. be warming the muscles, the joints and the areas that are going to be used in all of the ways they may be used that day, certainly in the ways they are going to be used, but also in the ways that they could be used, right? Sure. So we want to say, and also job task rotation is wonderful, but not always available depending on the industry that you're in. Yeah, for sure. So how do we prepare the person doing the job or suggest rather, this is more of a suggestion. You are doing this motion to one side or you're flexing at the hips all day long. Can we give you a motion to do opposite that motion throughout the day many different times? I, and, and the suggestion I would have is like even 10 times a day, you're moving in this opposite direction nice and easily. You're not lifting a ton of weight, but you're preparing your spine for maybe that right side rotation or that back mm-hmm. from being bent over all day. Maybe you're standing up and extending again, 10, 20 times a day because it takes about three seconds at most, but then, but again, you're getting that blood flow. You're getting that memory of your muscles. Your bodies can take it so that when you get home, for example, and your three-year-old runs up to you and you bend over to grab them and you throw them up in the air and all of a sudden your back is out because your body wasn't ready for that. I mean, goodness gracious, I can't think of a worse thing than that. <laughs> and that didn't happen at work, quote unquote, right? Sure. So how does that person deal with it? So, so it, it, in all, like overall, my goal as my company's goal is how do we reduce, reduce injuries? My passion lies in how do I make sure that that person never has an experience where they're doing their outside of work things and they get hurt or they feel bad mm. or they can't even do them because they don't feel good. So that's where my passion is at. And again, that was like long-winded. I kind of went a little bit on a, <laughs> on a tangent, but it's like it, one leads into another leads into another for me. And that's why I see the movement, the, the aspect, the physical movement of a, of a human being doing these jobs to be so important and so missed. Mm-hmm. The only time we touch on it from our safety side, it seems most of the time, is through our stretch and flex. And what I'm saying is we need to focus a little bit more on what's, what it can bring, what stretch and flex programs can bring if we do them yeah. correctly. 
Yeah. And add them more, like not just morning, but after lunch, after breaks, that kind of thing. Sure. And I like the element of you saying the reverse of what you of the task you're doing is the same as when you're talking with somebody working on a computer is you tend to be hunched over and you bend. So you're trying to, how do you open up and do the opposite movement? Very similar. Absolutely. One benefit that we've had in working with companies is they're industrial companies, but they also have to have computer, like office side, admin side. So we get to work with people that are sitting on the computer, even on the construction site, there's a trailer usually, and people are, I walk in there and they're like this for hours and hours (laughs) on end. So, you know, I'm giving exercise, hunched over their computer. So I'm giving them exercises all the time for that as well. I'm going to hit both sides. Anytime I see someone, I'm going to, there's always something that someone can do better that they don't even realize is an option. And that's what it is. It's like, how can I bring this to your attention so that you notice, hey, you know what? When you're sitting at your desk, you're leaning on your right elbow, like basically the entire time. And then you come and see me and you're saying that your left low back hurts. Well, let's see what we can do about that. It's because sure. there's a connection there. They don't see it. I see it. I can give them the input and say, hey, I could, we could work together all day long, you and me personally. Mm-hmm. But if you don't change the patterns that you have outside of this room with me, you're still probably sure. not going to feel that benefit because you need to be responsible. So there's some personal responsibility in there too, um, which I'm not saying that people don't take that, but if they don't know that there's something they can do about it, then how can they take the personal responsibility for that part? For sure. So, so what you're describing sounds very individualized in terms of focus. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about difference. A lot of stretch and flex are not individualized. It's everybody Correct. doing the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Pros and cons, something that's more individualized versus something that's more group setting. Yeah. So stretch and flex programming, group warm up programming, however you want to name it, whatever you want to call mm. it, should always be with the group, right? We want to get the group out there. We want to do it as often as possible because that's going to get some camaraderie. You can have a few laughs when you're doing it, have some fun when you're doing like a hip circle and everyone's laughing because it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but we're doing it, which is, and laughing is good too. So there's a benefit, right? Um, the beauty of that is that you're going to hit just like Basically, I, I would say 80 to 90% of people are going to get a benefit from that. Sure. There is going to be a small percentage that's maybe not going to feel great with it. But the thing I think about with that is that's that moment. That's that mind-body connection for that individual, that athlete, my job site athlete that says, hey, gosh, my shoulder wasn't moving the way I wanted it. Like it didn't feel great when I got up to that. Maybe I'm going to be a little thoughtful today in how I move. Maybe sure. I'm going to ask for a little bit more help with X, Y, Z tasks, because I'm now feeling that that doesn't feel great. If the first time you move is at six, you know, 17, when you're done with all your safety stuff and all of your talks and you just start moving, you didn't, there's no idea in your head that something's not feeling great. So you might just right off the bat, not be in a great spot. So first that takes it from that group to that individual that for that, that person, that actual Mm -hmm. person. But the approach that we have at Prevention is Prevention Plus is we get to do that group work, work and then we're watching everybody during that time and we're taking note of what might be going on with individuals. Mm-hmm. We then, and it's a beautiful opportunity, get the opportunity to actually work with folks one-on-one. So our job site sure. athletes can come in to see us 15 minutes in a day and we try to do a focused um, like every week, every couple of weeks, when we're on, whenever we're on the job site, people can come in on a voluntary basis. And it is not just for the person who's not feeling great. It is for everybody because we create compensations and patterns in our movement that we are unaware of. And we may not have any discomfort or pain from that, but over the course of a career, we're going to have some problems with it. So we want to, we want to touch literally physically touch everybody, but they come in for a session, they get an 
assessment of what's happening in their actual movement. We're talking to them, hey, what are your previous injuries? What's going on in your day-to-day life? Like, what are your job activities? What are your activities outside of work? We gather all of that Mm -hmm. information. Do you have diabetes? Is there something else that we need to be concerned with? Then we get some actual hands-on work. So some clinical manual therapy, massage therapy, that's a short period of time that we get to work with them. We get to find out what's happening in their muscles. And then we give them exercises. So we're doing work with mm-hmm. them. They're doing some movement with us. Okay, let's try this out. So think physical therapy, but we're doing prevention. We're not doing rehab, right? Sure. And then right after those movements, then they're going to get their homework. So they have to leave, they're going to leave us with something. It may be, and this might sound funny because not, it's not going to work for everybody, but it may be a breathing exercise. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is how you're going to do this, and I really want you to focus on this for the next week until I see you again. It may be an exercise with a band. It may be an exercise on the floor before they get out on the job site or on, at work every day. Or it might be something that they're doing that 20 times a day for three seconds throughout the day to balance out their bodies. Mm-hmm. So we are so lucky to have that one-on-one time. I understand not every company can do that because it's for larger companies. You got to have like at least on the, you know, warehouse floor, there's got to be at least 40 folks, you know, in the construction site, in the logistics center, whatever it is, there's got to be a lot of people. But one thing that I will say is the warmups that we're able to try to like get out to other folks at other Mm -hmm. companies that are smaller is we're trying to focus on that individual. So what we're doing is we have an, um, an app that's in, in formation currently where the person is going to be able to get their, their morning warm up. That's going to be like the traditional stretch and flex warm up, sure. meaning it's for everybody. And then throughout the day they can do their movement breaks. And in those movement breaks, they can say, Hey, you know, my shoulder wasn't feeling great. And it was feeling, uh, like, like achy or sure. it was feeling sharp. And they're going to be able to get like almost like a, a funnel towards their particular exercises and their particular three minute exercise movement break throughout the day. So we're make we're creating other op- options for companies that have smaller a smaller workforce, sure. which is a lot of companies, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of people working in all of those small companies, and they need they need the individualized care as well. So that's our kind of our main goal overall is to reach as many individuals as possible because we see the benefit of getting to that minute level. Each person, each yep. athlete, brings something to the table, and if however you want to focus on thinking about it, if you think about it from a cost perspective. Each of our athletes, if they get injured, man, they cost a lot of money. And mm-hmm. it's not just the side that I look at that I'm brokenhearted for what they're going through, mm-hmm. but from the side of like re- replacing a, a, an injured worker, right? Yeah. So however we can start to lower those two from the business side. So, so what I'm hearing is really a blend of group exercise with a lot of individualized because I've seen some approaches where it's all individualized and you have different people doing the different things at the same time. Right. And that can get confusing, but also you also the person who who doesn't want to do it can just play along because you can't really see what's going on. One hundred percent, and I think that's just it. Is like I love the idea of any individualized moments mm-hmm. is are great, but if you don't have that group camaraderie about it, I think you're right. I think more and more people are gonna be like, "I'm good. I don't need to do that." Like I'll just you know yeah I'll kind of move a little bit but I'll like hide in the background and no one's going to notice me because everyone's doing different things I'll just tell them I'm breathing you know like (laughs) or I'll drink my coffee as I'm stretching and that's my stretch (laughs) well no my 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 most hilarious things always to me is the first when I get this opportunity to go out to is this is this would be specific to construction but go out to a construction job site before prevention is working with them and I watch them do their stretch and flex and my my most 
not like I, I say favorite, but I say this in like almost like the most jokingly way because the the leader got up to do the stretch and flex and he just the first movement he did while I'm watching all these people they have cigarettes in their hand in their mouths and they have their coffee in their hand and the first movement this guy does is the deepest squat I've ever seen and I was like oh my gosh you know and I just have to stand back and act like everything's fine and so I, I just I take that moment I always when I'm first new onto a job site I'm always like okay guys here we go let's get together let's let's spread out make some room but cigarettes out coffee down Let's let's do this. Let's bring it in. Let's be focused for just literally five minutes on yourself, on your body. But I, I mean, it, it isn't taken seriously. And I still even in my groups, because the groups can be anywhere from 40 to 200 mm. people, which is awesome. Wow. It's such a cool feeling. And I got to tell you, the times that we've had people come up even from far in the back that have said, gosh, that's the best warm up I've had before work. And it's just because it's a little different. You know, it's mm. actually warming the muscles. So we get, it, it, yeah, I think that just think it's, 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 it can be taken seriously or it can be taken very non-seriously. Absolutely. <laughs> and you can have some fun with it, even if you take it seriously. I think that's kind of the <laughs> other point. You could do it with a smile on your face and have some fun and, and uh, laugh a little. This episode of the Safety Guru Podcast is brought to you by Propolo Consulting, the leading safety and safety culture advisory firm. Whether you are looking to assess your safety culture, develop strategies to level up your safety performance, introduce human performance capabilities, re-energize your BBS program, enhance supervisory safety capabilities, or introduce unique safety leadership training and talent solutions, Propolo has you covered visit us at propolo.com so that gets me to the objection side so how do you handle objections because too many times i've seen people say no i'm good i'm tough i don't need to do the stretch Mm -hmm. i mean that's probably one of the most common ones you hear it is and and gosh you know you hear that this is what's funny to me is you hear that from the 22 year old and you hear it from the 65 year old Mm -hmm. or like it's like either the 65 year old says i'm good or he says i'm too far gone Right. <laughs> so there's two, two aspects. So, so the way that, and that, unfortunately it can come to the group. You can speak to the group about it. And, yeah. and, and what I try to, what I try to focus in on when I have that opportunity is to say, Hey, the movement of your body, the better, the better movement you have, the better work you have, the better life you have outside of work that I'm trying to folk. I'm mm. trying to create that connection to yeah. how you can actually move your body non-work related mm-hmm. will actually have a better effect on your work, but again, have that effect on your outside of work. So that's the approach that I have on the grand scale. But sure. if I have the chance to talk to an individual, the best I can do is meet that person where they are and try mm-hmm. to give them a specific thing that's going to be most helpful to them. Sure. So if that person, if I can have that moment with them, and let's just say it is that 65-year-old who has to drive, let's just, I'm giving an example, maybe he's driving an hour and a half to work there and back in the morning and an hour and a half at night or maybe two hours a night, I'm going to hit him with something he can do in his car and say, hey, give, me, give, this, a, give this movement in your car a chance over the next week or two sure. weeks when I see you next. And then let's talk about it. Did that make a difference for how you felt when you got out of the car when you got home or when you got here when, mm-hmm. in the morning? So if I can win them over with something little – and then maybe I can draw them in a little bit more. So it, but that takes, that takes focus. That takes energy. And I will say not every person's totally passionate about it like I am. So I would never expect <laughs> everyone to do that. But if they, sure. it, it, if you can hit someone with something specific for them, it, it will likely make that change. But then they, that person also, 
the most hesitant become the most the biggest advocate when something's worked for them. So then they're the ones sure. out there going, hey, get in there. Just try it or try this. Come on, focus. We're here. Let's not talk. Let's do this kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah those are the ones we want to win over. <laughs> and what, what's the role of the leader? Um, and, and how do you see a leader really lean in? Because I think big piece I've seen is some organizations, the leader is all bought in, brings the boom box and makes it a fun thing, <laughs> or they are fitness fanatics and then they speak with eloquence around it because they exercise all the time versus the others who just stay in the back and tune out. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things I have to say about this is the worst thing we can do mm-hmm. is almost have a rotating and this would be specific to your, your stretch and flex, almost have a rotating stretch leader because there are so many folks that a hate being in front of people. Like it yeah. is their nightmare yeah. and B don't know movement at all. Don't care about it. Don't think it's important. So if you throw someone in that situation, guess how that stretch and flex is going to go. It's going to go pretty mm-hmm. bad. And if you do enough of those, no one's paying attention. <laughs> so why don't we find our advocates? Why don't we find our champions for movement? You know them. You see them out there on the warehouse floor, the ones that are jacked and in the gym every day. And, like, that's, their, that's what they love, right? right? So why not ask if they're, they'll be that person and have them bring in other people that would also be interested in doing that? Because, they, A, they know it. They care about it. They think it's important. And other people feed off of that, I, I believe. I, I think yes. that's true. So I think it, if, you, if that's what kind of what you're asking for the leader of, of warming up, that kind of thing, get your, get your champions. Uh, for the leaders... Um, in, in the, in the organization, this is where it gets a little difficult because you can have the, let's just call the executives. They're all in. They think it's super important. They look at their, 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 their manual laborers as their, their athletes. They look at, they say, this, the body is so important. This is great. But then you get a little bit further down and those people, the foreman or the superintendent or whoever, they have a job to get done. And they're just sure. looking at like, hey, we got to get up to the seventh floor today. And if we don't do it, we're going to have these problems. So they don't necessarily see it. So you, you really have to put some energy into winning them over. Yeah. It helps when you have it from coming from the executives. And the executives say, unfortunately, some of the people are just told, like, this is important. You got to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you feel about it. I don't care if you think seven minutes at the beginning of the day seven minutes after lunch or four minutes after lunch is a, is going to just ruin your whole week or your <laughs> month or your project. I don't care what you think this, we're doing this. I don't like that approach, yeah. but at the end of the day, if that's how it has to be, we've got to get these people that are in front of our manual labors, our craft, our athletes, they've got to buy in. They can't stand by the side and be like, okay, fine, do it. And look at their watch the entire time. Because <laughs> that's not, that's not going to work a winning it's- combination for sure. They've got to take part. They've got to show it matters to them. They do. They do. They can, even if they have to pretend. And if I have that opportunity to talk to someone who I know isn't totally into it, I'll be like, you know, just give it this, give it this moment, give it this time, this every day, because you know, your guys are actually going to feel better for it. And they're going to know that you care about them. If you can kind of put it that way, maybe even too, that I think is helpful. Yeah. I I, I love the the message you were sharing about. This is also about, being able to lift your three-year-old child and link it yeah. to something personal. It's not just about work because I think that element also is very important. I, I know a lot of the branding around industrial athlete also helps because it, every, every athlete stretches, but even then it doesn't always become simple to explain. Well, so yeah, and that's it too. It really kind of going off on the athlete idea again is we, 
anyone, you talk to anyone and they know, you look at a professional athlete, you know that the inputs into their body, whether it's diet and exercise, diet, like food, sure. or whether it's exercise, movement, whether it's recovery, you, mm-hmm. you, you know that those folks are doing that because they have a team of people helping them and right. they know what's important. But then you, let's just say I'm, I'm the person out in the warehouse and I'm lifting stuff all day long. Maybe I don't think of myself as an athlete, even though I'm doing a ton of movement. I have no off season. I'm moving all of the time, all of the days. But yet I don't think of myself as an athlete. If someone came to me and told me, hey, you move like an athlete. Yeah, it's not exactly the same. You're definitely not getting paid like one. But (laughs) – and you don't have a team of people around you to, to, to help you with this. But you know what? The inputs going in will help you create that maximum output for work, but also, again, that movement that you want outside of work. So let's do this moment and let's talk about how stretching and and movement prep before work is important. Let's talk about how the things that you eat and consume are very important to you. But let's also talk about that recovery, whether Mm -hmm. that means you get sleep at night if you can, depending on your world and your life, if you can even, again, also at night, taking those moments to do some of those movements, those stretches, those things like this is what athletes just their world this is their world their body is their world it just makes so much sense to think about a person who's moving their body for their living for their organization for their team to win or to produce like that's an athlete so let's start thinking about ourselves if we're in that situation or our our manual labors as our athletes and let's let's take care of them as best we can Mm -hmm. of course we cannot give them you know, the ice baths and the saunas <laughs> and the this. It's a beautiful idea. I understand that that's not going to happen anytime soon. But if we can give them the ideas that there are things they can do for themselves and help them in the ways that, that our company, how, whatever, to whatever degree that is, that's where I think we need to move our, our, our culture. Because if we don't, we are really running, we're going to be running into a problem we're not, we're not going to have. Sure. We're going to have a, such a shortage. We already have a shortage now, right? Yeah. We're going to have more and more of a shortage of, of individuals that will be able to do this. And then that means that our workers that are doing it are going to be older. And that leads into even more problems when it comes to strains, sprains, sure. and, and beyond that. Because those injuries are going to be worse and they're going to keep people out longer. So, yeah, yeah it, it can Absolutely. go down a bad path <laughs> that we don't want to. Yes, for sure. Uh, so I know when we first connected, you touched on a topic that I thought was quite interesting around power naps and the links back to athletes. Tell me a little bit more because I think that's another frame to, to, that we needs to be reframed. Yeah, and again, like okay, our perfect world versus what what will be mm-hmm. anytime soon. But okay, so in all my research on athletes because I've researched sure. athletes I looked into like what is a schedule like what do they how much time are they spending with their their warm-ups how much time are they I'm, I'm really looking at this because I want to have some thoughtfulness in how I speak about this and how I think about it and so time and time again I'm not I don't care if we're talking about basketball players or professional runners they are taking naps mm-hmm. <laughs> They are taking naps in the day. They're getting so much recovery. And that nap might be in addition to the time they've spent on the table with an athletic trainer or a massage therapist or anything like that. So my thought is if you have the opportunity, the space, the time. Here's an example. Oftentimes on construction sites, um, a construction worker does actually have the ability to go to their car at lunch. Okay. So let's say they go to their car at lunch. They have a quick bite or they take 10 minutes at the beginning of their lunch and they take a quick nap. Then they have a bite and then they go back on the job. Then they do their warm up before they get back mm, sure. on the job. Because we do, the, the thought is here is like you are exhausted from the five and a half hours of sleep you got the night before and you woke up at four o'clock in the morning to get to work again. 
that's just saying that that was like on average is what you're getting. That did, it wasn't mm-hmm. even interrupted by the dog or by the, the kiddos or by you waking up just randomly, right? So so we're not we're not starting off at a good spot anyways. You're exhausted, and what you're going to do is you're just going to continue to drink caffeine all day long, and then by three not o'clock you're like, your I gotta. Yeah, I got to drive home, so I got to have another cup of uh, coffee or a Coca-Cola at worst. Like, you're going to have 39 grams of sugar and caffeine. And then at 9.30 when you should be going to bed, you can't because you're exhausted and jacked up on caffeine. So, like, it's a repetitive motion. So how do we say, hey, you know, have that cup of coffee in the morning, and then at 10 o'clock if you have that break or that lunch or whatever it is, take 10 minutes of that moment and just rest your eyes, close your eyes, see if you sleep, set that alarm, you know, so you wake mm-hmm. up. And my my hope is and my thought is that that just power nap brings you back, gives you that boost of energy that you need way more than another cup of coffee would. But then you pair that with that movement right after you've gotten out of that. And that's what really will will help boost the energy as opposed to just have you walk back into the job site like a zombie. So again, I don't know how often this is going to be available to people or if this is just totally a pipe dream and depending on the industry that you're in, but this is like my main goal. We could actually have a conversation where someone wouldn't glance at someone that's a manual labor sleeping. They wouldn't be like, ugh, lazy, you know, (laughs) and actually, oh, that's good. They're getting the rest that they need to pop back out there and actually be energetic for the rest of the day. Yeah, and, and all it takes, I was reading the other day, is 10 minutes. It's not, yeah. it's not an hour nap. It's not, it's no. not a siesta for two hours. It's, no. a, it's 10 minutes. Yeah, it really is a 10-minute window where, again, even if it's just breathing, like mm. closed eyes breathing, but I, I can't tell you what's the, the worst. The thing that we do instead is we've got that, our monster like energy drink and our telephone, and we're in the worst slouched, awful position. Our neck is cranked over our phone, and we're watching that for 15 minutes. Oh, my gosh, you can't tell me you come back from that feeling better than you would if you just put everything down and closed your eyes for 10 minutes. So yes. that – and that's, that's a, unfortunately, a habit that, that also will be – would be, it'd be hard not only from the executive and upper-level people to say, hey, we, the naps would be good, but also from the employee and the job site athlete mm-hmm. person to say, put your phone down. Because they can't look at their phone all day long, right? So yeah. they probably want that moment to be like, I want to just, you know, I want to relax. And that's probably what they're saying. But it's not relaxing to watch whatever you're watching in the bad position. You're not giving your mind a break. You're, you're yeah. So it, that's going to come from all sides to have to, to try to change that idea too. And, and there's, a, there's a pro as well for the executive. Uh, it, it creates more alertness. It's much yes. better than caffeine. There's no withdrawal system, no withdrawal from sugar or anything like that after but it's just 10 minutes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the idea excellent well kelly thank you so much for joining us today if somebody wants to get in touch with you what's the best way to do that so you can go to preventionplus.com um we are on instagram and linkedin at prevention plus it's p-r-o-v-e-n-t-i-o-n not prevention prevention um and gosh we just we have what I love about what we're doing on Instagram is we're sending out like morning movements and ideas mm. throughout the day about movement. So I would suggest if you guys have a question about something that's going on with you individually or something that's happening on the job site, send a message. I'd love to get the the input because constantly we're trying to keep up with all of the movements that are happening, all of the things that need to be like addressed through movement and movement prep. So please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much, Kelly. You're so welcome. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to The Safety Guru on C-Suite Radio. Leave a legacy. Distinguish yourself from the pack. Grow your success. Capture the hearts and minds of your teams. Elevate your safety. Like every successful athlete, top leaders continuously invest in their safety leadership with an expert coach to boost safety performance. Begin your journey at execsafetycoach.com. Come back in two weeks for the next episode with your host, Eric McCrowski. This podcast is powered by Propolo Consulting.